Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number six of the Ninth Region Basketball Show. My name is Gabe Ryan, and in a second, I will be joined by my co-host, Max Schluter and Zach Day. On today's episode, we run through week five scores. We preview the upcoming games next week. And to close out the episode, I run through a couple of the top plays from last week, including Brandon McClendon's block against Beachwood and Sam Vincent's monster dunk against Connor. But before we jump into the episode, if you have not already, please hop over to our anchor page, anchor.fm slash Gabe-Ryan69, where you can find links to all our platforms and my Twitter page, at GabeRyan double underscore, where you can find the latest updates and news regarding the Ninth Region Basketball Show. Just to address something, I have been giving you the wrong Twitter handle the entire time we've been recording. So my apologies. It is at Gabe Ryan double underscore, not at Gabe Ryan 15. So that is on me. But before I take up too much of your time, sit back, relax, have a good time. Thank you for joining us this week. And let's jump right into the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number six of the Ninth Region Basketball Show. Episode six, baby. Who would have thought we made it this long? I know. We're pretty good. What can we say? Um, we apologize for not putting the episode out on Tuesday. Mother Nature kind of got in the way. We had a snow day yesterday. I think everyone in the region had a snow day. So, congrats. A lot of basketball not being played. Yes, that's the only sad part. But... Um, We're going to jump in. First thing we're going to do is go through week five scores. So kicking things off, Highlands and Cooper played last Monday, February 1st. And Highlands traveled to Union to take on the Cooper Jaguars and defeated the Jags 75-46. to Luke Moeller led the charge for Highlands with 24 points, complemented by Sam Vincent with 19. Just an all-around dominant performance from Highlands. Thank you, Gabe. And then... That game on uh, last Tuesday, I believe, St. Henry versus the Beachwood Tigers in a rematch after St. Henry won the All-A Regional. Uh, The crew gave up a 17-point lead in the third quarter and ended up losing 83-76. to The crew were led by Wyatt Veith, Jude Bessler, and Corey Shea. But Beachwood was just way too much with Drought at 43 and then Boyd with 14. He had four threes. I think he had like three in the third quarter. It was – he had one at the end of regu- – or at the end of the third quarter at the buzzer, and I think he had like three in the fourth. That was the turning point. But. Yeah. Uh, next we have St. Henry versus Dixie as the Crusaders got back on track on Thursday, February 4th, defeating the Dixie Colonels in their second 33rd district game of the year with a 69-57 to final score. Shout out to our very own Jude Bessler, who scored his 1,000th point in that game and had 16 in total. Max and I were on the call, and we were predicting a second quarter 1,000 point by Jude. It was both, a third quarter 1,000. Both of us wrong, like usual. It's a shame. Uh, but anyway, congratulations <laughs> to Jude. Uh, and Wyatt Veith had 20, and Corey Shea with another strong supporting performance with 13 points. 
And last Friday, February 5th, the Beachwood Tigers took on Holy on, took on the Holy Cross Indians. Holy Cross got the upper hand in the third quarter and went on to win 83-65. to Jacob Meyer led the way with 32 points, and Brandon McClendon and Jeremiah Hicks combined for an additional 26. A very big win for the Holy Cross Indians as this was a 35th district game for them. And we, we also talked about that last week, how those two teams are going to try to make it to the championship game, mm-hmm. and then end up going to the region. But up next, we have the old uh, Cuffcath Colonels, best team in the ninth region right now, against St. X from Louisville. Uh, the Colonels won very easily, 73-49. to Sophomore Evan Ipsaro put on an absolute show with 28 points on 10 of 12 shooting. That's just impressive. Yeah, you don't teach that. Only a sophomore. Yeah. And the following night, the Colonels took on Louisville Mail, the previous number one ranked team in the state, and handed the Bulldogs their first loss of the season. Very balanced scoring effort from the Colonels. Five of them were in double figures. Again, this is a huge victory for the Colonels and definitely solidifies them as one of the favorites later on in postseason play. Yeah, it really does. As uh, we've talked about that also a lot, and Cuffcast is super, super strong this year. Deep. With a lot of shooters, a lot of all-around teams, or a lot of all-around players on their team. Uh, and next, we uh, have Connor as they took a hike to Fort Thomas last Saturday, February 6th, to, to play the Highlands Bluebirds. The Cougars got, got up big on Highlands and had as much as a 19-point lead in the third quarter. Sam Vincent and Highlands had different plans and came all the way back to defeat Connor, 78-75 in an absolute brawl. Sam Vincent had 32 points in the effort. Not really a surprise to a lot of people who follow ninth region basketball. And thank you, Zach. Last game was Ryle and Walton Verona. Guys, actually, I was leaving the ACT right before this game happened. So, just a fun fact. How was the ACT? It was really good. I think I could have done the best one I did yet. So, so But think- anyway, moving on to more okay, important okay. things. Um, Ryle edged out in a huge win against Walton Verona. Winning with a final score of 69 to 66. And senior forward Tyler Bush dropped 37 points to give the Raiders this victory and set a Ryle school record for points in a single game. Congrats, Tyler. All right. So, one of the things I wanted to talk about this week, obviously reflected in some of the scores, is there's a little parody in the ninth region. There's some teams that may be coming into this season you wouldn't have thought would have dropped games that they did or teams getting the upper hand on teams, like the St. Henry-Beachwood game being one of them, Holy Cross-Beachwood being another. Definitely Cooper. Cooper. I thought they'd be a lot better. But I think, as reflected in some of the scores and some of the matchups this year, it really shows that anyone in this region can beat anyone. The only team that I think has really surmounted themselves is Cuffcath. Well, that's the only team that we have yet to see a ninth region team put up a fight against. Cuffcath, we've seen Highlands go up, who you think has one of the top chances in the ninth region. They got blown out. I mean, you're coming down to the final teams. Connor, they got blown out. You're coming down to the final teams where you're looking at teams like St. Henry to go in. Um, And, of course, teams play with a different mentality as it comes closer to the tournament. Everyone plays like there is nothing to lose, which there isn't once you get to that point. so I am, it's going to be interesting. A lot of teams can beat a lot of teams in this region. And Yeah, I mean, I feel like last year there were about three teams 
that I thought it was just a huge gap between three and yeah. four. Um, and then and that showed in the first round. I'm pretty sure Connor beat Beachwood by like 30 in the first round of the region last year. Yeah. And, you know, that was supposed to be like one of the better games in the region. But there was just a large gap between by three or four teams. So I wanted to ask you but, guys – or go ahead. Sorry. This year, there's just not like that huge gap. Everyone's kind of even except for Covcath. As, as of right yeah, now. Yeah, as we've seen right now. So the thing I want to ask you guys is, what do you think is the key contributor for the games being a lot closer and a lot more competitive than they were last year? I think it comes down to veteran leadership. You see there's a lot of senior talent this year mm-hmm. in this region. And <clears throat> not just in high school basketball, but in sports in general this year, you see the teams with the most veteran leadership. Take a team like – I know we're getting way off topic here. Take a team like <laughs> Baylor – in basketball. Yeah, for they college have, hoops. Yeah, for college hoops. They have a lot of veterans, and that's shown in their impressive season. You take teams like Covcath, St. Henry, Highlands, mm-hmm. Connor, teams like those who have a lot of seniors or even juniors but have played in this high-intense basketball mm-hmm. level, and you're going to get these close games like we're getting. And, I mean, to go off what you just said, Con- I mean, in this year – where you know where you're limited on team practices and you can't hang around with each other like you would in the past. Yeah. You know, the teams that are older are have tend to do a lot better at, at no matter the level. And I think one thing that's something I think people should note is a lot of the teams in the region are on completely different schedules. COVID's definitely a reason with that. Like some people or some teams have gotten shut down for periods of time. Some people will get shut down for periods of time. And also, like from our standpoint, we're playing in the All-A state tournament next week, which takes us out of games against people in our region, in our district. We're on a completely different schedule than some of the other teams. Covcath and a couple other teams are playing teams from Ohio. They're not playing ninth region teams. But I think it's interesting how there's different dynamics of how people are approaching the season. A lot of them are trying to get games in, and then weather usually isn't that much of a factor, and there's games being canceled this week. We just got an email that the Newport game for tonight that we were supposed to play in is canceled. That's what I was getting ready to say. Is I don't think weather has been a big factor this year. No, this week, no. I guess you take it more. Yeah. But you, we had for Kentucky, we had a blizzard last <laughs> week, and still games got played through that. So, I mean, and by blizzard, I mean Kentucky two inches, three inches, people. Yeah reasons for us to freak out yet we still uh played basketball i just so. want to see because to your point about there being senior leadership i think it's going to be very important for the teams that are led by seniors to manage different distractions different things because you talked about or max talked about um, not being able to hang out with your team as much or maybe just hanging out with the team that puts a lot of pressure especially on people that usually aren't in that environment. Yeah, and that's when you lean on your seniors. Uh, your seniors have been there before. Last year, St. Henry, I'm just using us as an example because I know us the best. Uh, we had seniors on, vars- on varsity, a decent amount of them. Or juniors, I meant to say, on varsity. My bad. Uh, and so they got that experience last year of what it's like when you have that crowd, what it's like when you're doing uh, being able to go out and hang out with whoever you want to hang out with. And then this year it's completely shut back, turn it off. So you rely on them to not only lead you on the court, but lead you off the court uh, 
and I think that's what's showing in the early games, and it's exciting. That's what you want to see. Yeah. And definitely um, some bigger games in the region last week, as we highlighted before. But also next week on the 11th, Holy Cross goes to NCC. And on the 12th, what were you saying? Never mind. All right. And then on the 12th, there are three games. Um, Boone goes to Dixie, Beachwood goes to Highlands, and NCC plays Connor in Hebron. So definitely some pretty key matchups. And then Cuffcath and Beachwood play the 16th, which is also a game that's coming up. So definitely getting into the thick of things. And That'll be a huge game. Yeah, for sure. Two, two things I'm going to highlight is Max mentioned last week and the week before how he believes Holy Cross is the uh, second best team to give what is Highland? No. Who am I thinking? I don't know if they are, but I'm saying that people need to start looking at them. Oh, oh I agree. I know. I, I I'm not saying that, but I think the game that they played against Beachwood I think not cemented them as that second best team. But I mean, it's kind of like, hey, yeah, you know, we're I'm here. Also here. <laughs> it it opened people's eyes because you look at it, and that really wasn't a close game. I mean, 18 points isn't. It was Anything it was close for a little bit in the third quarter. Yeah, Holy Cross went on one of those runs. They kind of pulled like away. Beachwood did. To so yeah, that was similar. that was big in general. Number two, the upcoming game of NCC versus Connor. NCC is a physical team. Mm-hmm. Uh, NCC has a lot of, I'm going to say, unnoticed talent um, that I didn't even know better. that that I didn't even know they had until seeing them play in the All A region. I think that I think any game with NCC is an interesting game because if they show up with the right stuff and their players playing the right way, they, they're they one of those teams that you talk about that may not be at the top of the ninth region, but if they play the game that they know how to play, they could take out a team towards the top. A lot of, a lot of drama in the ninth region. Definitely, it's been fun to cover. It has it's been. It's a very I, – I mean, I would say this is the number one region just because – of like the amount of really good teams, yeah. Like it's not just well. I mean, there's usually the same winner every year, but yeah. you know, there's like there's usually five to six teams that are in, in the, the region mix. that they could go win any other region. Yeah, for sure. So, and to close it up, I'm gonna run through two plays of the week real quick. The first one was an FQ top three nominee, which is the final quarter on Fox 19. Brandon McClendon, or excuse me. Beachwood's Cameron Boyd got a rebound on the left side of the basket. Brandon McClendon came from the top of the key. Out of nowhere, swatted him into the stands. Pretty nice block. That's impressive. And Sam Vincent in the Connor game, as we mentioned before, Highlands was down 19 in the fourth quarter. They cut it to two. Sam Vincent got the ball on the top of the key, did a nice little crossover on Riley Osterber, went down the middle of the lane, jammed it with two hands. Kind of the turning point in the game. Highlands went on to win eighty three to eighty. Highlands went on to win. Yeah, they won. They came back. Did you listen? Wow. No. <laughs> well, you, just said, you just said that they were down nineteen in they the were third. Down. So I was just like, oh. We are. You know, kind of. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. In the it show. was very yeah. similar to our game at Highlands, but Highlands did the coming back. Yeah. But yes, it was impressive. Well, thank you guys for listening this week. That's all we have. Episode six. We'll see you next Tuesday. For another episode, and thanks for listening again. My name is Gabe Ryan. I'm Max Schluter. And I'm Zach Day. See you later.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number seven of the Ninth Region Basketball Show. My name is Gabe Ryan, and in a second, I'll be joined by my co-hosts, Max Schluter and Zachary Day. On today's episode, we dive into the last two weeks of scores as well as clear up any confusion regarding the All-A State Tournament. I apologize for not putting an episode out last week, just with all the weather and a whole bunch of factors we weren't able to record at school last week. But we are back this week for hopefully a great episode, and hopefully you guys enjoy this one. But before I go any further, if you haven't already, please hop over, please hop over to our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash Gabe-Ryan69, where you can find all the episodes to our podcast as well as links to all of our different platforms. I'm pretty sure we're on like 10 or 11 different platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you listen on any different platforms, it's probably on there too. But without further ado, let's hop into the episode and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of the Ninth Region Basketball Show. My Woo! name is Gabe Ryan. I'm Max Schluter. I'm Zach Day. Someone's excited. Excited for this. <laughs> um, before we begin, I just want to apologize for not putting out an episode last week. Just with weather and all A being canceled and resurrected, Plus, we had a lot a, of homework. There was a we lot did. of there was a lot of work. <laughs> a lot of factors go into it, and you know us. We're students first, so um, <laughs> student oriented here. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> but um, we're glad to be back in the booth for episode number seven. So we have two weeks worth of games to go through so we're just going to kick it off really quickly so um february 11th holy cross and ncc squared off in ncc's gym jacob meyer had 26 brandon mcclendon had 14 for the holy cross indians and joe isles and preston baggett led the way for the thoroughbreds defeating and or defeating holy cross 79 to 76 the next day, February 12th, Campbell County beat Ryle 82-70. to Hamilton and Biting for Campbell County had 31-23. and And Tyler Bush and Donovan Robinson for Ryle had 25-21. and On that same night, Beachwood defeated Highlands at Highlands, 67-63. to Scotty Drought had 26. Will Doughton had 19 with four dunks in the second half. I used to be able to do that. <laughs> when? What was the height of the goal? What was the <laughs> for for Zach or for Dalton? For me. Never mind. Never mind. No, I'll show <coughs> um, and Vincent had twenty three for the Highlands Bluebirds, but that was not enough for the Beachwood Tigers. Also on February twelfth, NCC traveled to the old eight five nine for no other than you guys guessed it, Connor. <laughs> As Connor beat NCC fifty two to thirty eight, Joe Isles had thirteen points and Baggett had seven. Where at Connor, Riley Osterber had 12 points. Fellow 859er right there. And then on Saturday the 13th, St. Henry went down to Ludlow and won 84 to 53. Veith had 21. Cody Teen had 16. And Gabe Ryan had 10. And McMillan had 16. And Liam Singer had 10. Gabe Ryan. I know that name. Then on Saturday, <laughs> also Newport lost to, to the Connor Cougars. Zach, that's your team, 49-43. Keandre Nelson had 14, and then for the Cougars, Aiden Lohr at 12, and Osper had 10. And then on Monday, I believe, 
February 16th. The Cuffcath Colonels beat the Beachwood Tigers by 14, 75 to 61. The Pissarra 24, and then Riley had 19 points in his return to his old team. Drought at 21 as well for the Tigers. Campbell County traveled to Cooper on the 17th, defeating them 59 to 34. Garrett Biting had 15 with Hamilton complimenting him with another 15. On the Cooper side, Gavin Rabe had 14 and Jacob Deer had 10. Still not enough for the Cooper Jaguars to get the victory. On the same night, NCC went to Highlands to play in a 36 district matchup and were defeated 82 to 60. Caden Butts and Joel Isles combined for 25 points and Sam Vincent and Luke Muller combined for 45 on the Highlands side. A really strong showing for the Bluebirds. The next night, NCC traveled to Dixie, where they were defeated 49-38 to in a low-scoring affair. Joe Isles had 17, complemented by Joey Runyon, 6. On the Dixie side, Kiernan Geraci and Ian Snelling both had 11 points to lead the Colonels to victory. The next night, Friday the 19th, Campbell County traveled to St. Henry in a makeup, or not a makeup game, but like a... It was a makeup game. It was a makeup game. Um, St. Henry won 68-55. to Hamilton and Davey... Campbell County combined for 26. Jude Bessler on the St. Henry side had 17, and Brennan McNamara with the start had 14 points, usually coming off the bench, but got the start on, um, I guess, belated senior night sort of thing because we have so many seniors. But Brennan stepped up big, hit a bunch of big threes, including one at the buzzer at the end of the third quarter. And also on the same night, Covington Catholic traveled to Holy Cross to face off against the in- Indians in a 35th district matchup. Cuffcath ran away with this one, 78 to 44. Evan Ipsaro had 19, Mitchell Riley with 17. Holy Cross was led by Jacob Meyer with 16, and Jeremiah Hicks and Brandon, Brandon McClendon both had eight points. Just gonna go ahead and point it out, uh, <clears throat> the games of the week. My team, Connor, 2-0. I just wanna get this out of the way first. You know the 859 encompasses more than just Hebron, right? Yeah, but the only people – well, I'm not going to say it, but everyone knows where uh, all the heart of the 859 lies, and that's in Hebron, Kentucky. <laughs> and Connor just so happens to be the backyard. All your buddies. So <laughs> so you're just – so what do you think we're – so are we just not representatives of it, the 859? Is that what you're saying? No, he's saying that we are. He's just saying that. You know, the 859. We're not, we're not, apparently, we're we're not part of the soul of this. We're not, you guys aren't, we're not quite downtown 859. If you want to get like really geographical, we are technically in the middle of the 859. Hebron's on the left. Okay. He's saying Hebron is the heart and soul. I don't agree with it. That's where everything begins and ends. (laughs) What about Florence? (laughs) Whatever. Hey, we have barley corns, so, huh? We have two of them, Connor Cougars. That's true. We win. But what were you going to say? I'm sorry for cutting you off. They're on the rise. They're not on the rise. They've been on. They've been up. They're staying up. Region wide. Do you just want to transfer it to Connor? A slow ascent. No, I can't pay for a reason. (laughs) Transfer to MQH in the old fourth fourth grade. All right, Gabe, what are some big games this week? Yeah, let's get back on track here. Upcoming big games. So tonight, February 23rd, Covington Catholic comes to St. Henry to play. Um, that's a pretty big game of the week. Covcath, just for some background, their closest ninth region game is Beachwood, and that was 14 points. So hopefully 
St. Henry can give them a game. Both of them are at the top of the RPI rankings in the ninth region, so it should be a pretty good matchup. And aren't they both uh, top ten teams in the entire state? I don't know about us. I know Cuffcats number three in the state. I, to be honest, I don't know what we are ranked. But from a matchup standpoint, I think both teams match up pretty well, so it should be an entertaining game. You can find the game if you're listening to this before the game tonight. Max Schluter is on the call on St. Henry's YouTube page. and um, Alongside Zach Day. I don't know if this is 100% for certain, but um, a guest on our show a couple weeks ago, Cuffcats Paul Fritchner, will be on the radio calling our game tonight. He will be doing that remotely. But just for all you Cuffcats people listening, you got Paul Fritchner on there. Or you can just tune into Max because that's where it's at. You just give me a thumbs down. That's not where it's at. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and then the 25th, St. Henry goes to Walton Verona to play the first round of All-A sectionals. And we'll get into the whole All-A debacle in a second. But the first round of the All-A state tournament is this Thursday with St. Henry and Walton Verona. And then on the 26th, home goes to Dixie and Beachwood plays at NCC. So... I have a couple questions for you guys. So we talked about last or the last episode about the parody in the ninth. How everybody can sort of beat everybody, besides Cuffcats because they've really surmounted themselves against everyone else. And I think the proof is there with Beachwood beating Highlands, um, Holy Cross losing to NCC because Holy Cross beat Beachwood by. 14 or something like that. Yeah, Holy Cross beat them pretty easily. Yeah, this year's all about matchups. Uh, you yeah. look at Holy Cross matches up well with Beachwood. They won that game. Holy Cross does not match up well with Cuffcath, on the other hand. just They don't have the height or the size to match up with Cuffcath, and they got blown out. You know, I, I also think that that goes to say for last year as well. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, St. Henry, you know, they beat Highlands by like 12, something like that here. Yeah. And then we lost to Cuffcath by like 30 in the regional. But then Highlands, something like that, 20, 30, it was, it was a blowout. Okay, yeah, it was. And then Highlands lost by like four or five in the yeah. regional final. It's really. So then everyone was like, well, we beat Highlands, so. But Highlands matched up a lot better with them than we did. So I think I've, that's always the case in the ninth region, and even more so this year. I think there's certain teams that have a certain identity. So, for example, Beachwood and Highlands. They win because they score a lot of points. Highlands is one of the top teams in the state in scoring, but when they play a team that has a pretty good defensive identity, usually those games tend to be closer and they don't run away with them as often. And their defense is not necessarily the strongest in the region because they're playing such a fast pace, it's hard for them to set up in defense. So I think, like you said, like a matchups (coughs) perspective, Beachwood and Highlands are very similar teams. And I think they just had a bad – or one of those nights where they weren't making threes and Doughton and Drow were just feeding off their energy. You know, and that's a thing. When you live and die by the three-point shot, you're – and, you know, we've said in our, some of our past shows that a lot of teams in the ninth region live and die by the three this year. And teams that do that tend to, you know, some nights will look really good and some nights they – can't yeah. hit anything so then that'll result in those 14 point losses like we said earlier like Beachwood lost to Holy Cross and then you know lost the same amount of margin to the best team in the region right now yeah 
So. And then I also think like teams like Connor and Dixie, if you look at the final scores from a lot of their games, they're not scoring a lot of points. All their points are coming from getting stops and getting layups, running offense, just continually. Connor Highlands would be a fun matchup. Yeah, Connor likes to slow it down, and when we get run to sets, <coughs> yeah, when we get to the region tournament, it it's going to be a brawl. Like it doesn't matter if you win your region and get a one seed or lose it and get a two seed, you're still going to be playing a really good team. The only question yet to be answered this year is the Cuffcath. Who's going to take down Cuffcath? And everything changes when you get to tournament mode. Everyone plays with a different energy, Chip on different heart, yeah. and they know it's, that's it's rider, it's winner go home. But we still have yet to see a team put come within single digits of Cuffcath in the ninth region. And that brings us to the game tonight. How big this is, yeah. St. Henry versus Cuffcath. St. Henry's at home. St. Henry is ten seniors. They've waited for this moment for years because yeah. all the kids have. I've always talked about, you know, wanting to beat them, and this is maybe their last chance. They don't meet them in the region. That is so true. So this is a big game, and, you know. Well, we also talk a lot about veteranship and how important that is, and the year that we're living in right now and playing sports in right now. The talent, of course, you can't say that a team with talent is going to be bad because they have talent, but a team that has talent with senior leadership. That's good. That's a team that's going to be dangerous, and that's why I'm interested tonight. Cuffcath is going to do what Cuffcath does. They're going to play good basketball. They're going to yeah. play really good basketball, and we all, everyone knows that. You don't really see Cuffcath go out and play a horrible game. That just doesn't happen. That's they don't th- beat themselves. Yeah, they don't beat themselves. They get if they if you want to beat Cuffcath, you have to beat them. Which means for tonight, Saint Henry needs to find the scores early. They got to be able to shoot the three with consistency, open up the floor as Max and I were talking about earlier today, and. Uh, we have seen the spurts where St. Henry can play the defense that everyone knows they can play. When they're all up active, getting tips, steals, if they do that. But they, they have yet to do it for all four all quarters. All four quarters consistently. That's, that's where the question's going to come tonight. And also, we've seen St. Henry play great basketball without turning the ball over, scoring consistently, but we've also seen yeah. the turnovers come into play a lot. I think St. Henry's a really good matchup for Cuffcath. I think size-wise, this is one of the years – in a long time where St. Henry actually has the size and depth to match up with Cuffcath, it is just how clean of a game that you they, know, I they, think they, that they play tonight. Because Cuffcath, like Gabe said, won't beat themselves. They've got some big dudes down low. Riley and Chandler Starks, they are beast on the inside. But they don't have a guy like a, um, Noah Hootman last year, like 7-1. Yeah, like we that played a zone just changed them. the entire game. We played a zone against them last year, and they just throw it to the middle, and he hit a little that, jump shot. That like, or he kicks it out to Grant. Di- yeah, Grant Diskin last year. That he was. Yeah, I can't. He impressed me a lot. He could just he stroked the ball. He from anywhere on the court, he was a threat to score. Because I'm playing tonight, and I'm just going to try to stay as impartial. The only thing I will say is, if you are a ninth region basketball fan, I think this might be one of the best games of the year so far. I think from a competitive standpoint. It has standpoint, a chance to be. It has a chance to be one of the best games. Both teams come in here with a lot of um, motivation to beat each other. I think both teams have a chip on their shoulder. Cuffcast, a team, even though they are really good, they're also really young. All these young players want to establish themselves as one of the best players, if not the best team in the state. And I think both teams being ranked pretty high in the state, I think just everything coming together, tonight's going to be a fun night. Yeah, and then – 
another thing about Cubcath is we talked about St. Henry spreading the floor of how well they yeah. spread the floor because with two big-time players in the paint like Starks and Riley. It's a tough duo. People were so worried about focusing on them, but then they kick it out to Evan Ipsar, and he's playing phenomenal basketball right yeah. now, especially as a sophomore. The room for – like, the sky's the limit. Like, he's playing great basketball. If this is him as a sophomore – Picture him as a senior. I mean, he's going to be a stud. We talk about all the time, like, top players in the region, the Vincents, the Drouds, the Veets. But Riley. For the next co- Riley. For the next couple of years, Evan Ipsara and Jacob Meyer, that's going to be a fun battle of the guards to watch, and especially in that district, because both of them mm. are going to be keep getting better year to year. I got a question, but more or less something for that I kind of want to get your guys' opinion on is we talked a lot about – who poses the biggest threat in the district to Cuffcath between Beachwood and Holy Cross? And we saw Holy Cross beat. I, I don't think Beachwood, but at the same time, yeah. got destroyed by Cuffcath. Where Beachwood, I know they got beat by a decent size, but it wasn't nearly as bad as Holy Cross. Cuff, or Beachwood matches up with Cuffcath a lot better than Holy Cross does with Beachwood. I would have to go with that too. Yeah. And I think more of the point we were trying to make a couple weeks ago is. Maybe I don't think Beachwood or Holy Cross, they're not going to be Cupcat. I'm just going to go out and say that they w- both of them would have to play really good, or Cupcat would have to play a game. I'm not going to say beat they're themselves. not going to beat them. Okay, every, there, okay, there's always a chance for them maybe to beat them. there is a chance, but I'm just saying the UMBC Virginia. Yeah, <laughs> the reason I agree with you about Beachwood is if you look at a team like Holy Cross, Meyer's really good. He's, I mean, I'm not gonna. He's he's a great basketball player, but then you look at a team like Beachwood. They have they have scoring. they have scoring. Like yeah. Droud can score. Downton can score. Downton can Cameron score. Cameron Boyd. They, they have people who can score, in a sense, at will as far as you can get as best as you can get in the ninth region. Um, I'm. This is my favorite year to watch ninth region basketball. Yeah, and. Before we – we only got a couple minutes left before the bell rings, so I apologize if that chimes in in a second. But I just want to kind of explain what is going on with the All-A. So last week was supposed to be the All-A state tournament at EKU, but with all the crazy weather at the beginning of last week, the snow, there were state interstates that were shut down. There was a traveling nightmare for some of the teams. So the All-A canceled the state tournament. And then a couple days later, they drafted a um, what, what do you call it? A new a proposal. N- a, new a new proposal. A new proposal. So they changed up the bracket a little bit. So each region will play the neighboring region. So we're in the ninth, and we'll play the eighth, which would be Walton Verona. So the first two rounds will be sectionals. So we play either at someone's gym or they come to us. It just depends on where you fall in the bracket. But the semifinals and finals will be played March 5th and 6th at EKU. And we'll keep you updated on scores and scheduling and all that um, next week when we know more about the games. Um, hopefully by next week we'll at least have the first two rounds completed, if not the first. We'll have so a lot to talk about next week. We will. A lot of good games. A lot, a lot of good of games. important games coming up. Season is nearing the close, which is kind of crazy already. At least the regular season. But um, – well, I think that's all we have for you today. Thank you for tuning in. Hopefully we didn't bore you too bad. Um, my name is Gabe Ryan. I'm Max Schluter. And I'm Zach Day. Thank you for listening to Episode 7, and we will see you next Tuesday. We'll see you later.